Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Church of the Palms on this fourth Sunday in Advent. My name is Joe Ross, and I serve as an elder in our congregation. We worship this morning in anticipation of what shall, we shall celebrate this night as we prepare for worship uh, the, to the newborn king, let us bow our heads in prayer. O oh God, in you is all life and light, all hope, peace, joy, and love. As we await the celebration of Jesus' birth, we remember he is Christ Emmanuel, the word who is light and love for us all. We wonder that your greatness comes as a small child born to be our salvation. Grant us the grace to see the great within the small, your love in the coming birth. We ask it in the name of the one to be born. Amen. Now, as we celebrate your coming, may our hearts receive your Holy Spirit our ears listen to your word, and our voices be raised in joyful praise to the glory of God.
Today, the fourth Sunday of Advent, we will light the candle that represents love, the love of God revealed in his humble appearance as an infant. Listen to the scripture reading from John 3, verses 16 through 17, that reveals the good news of the love of God revealed to the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We light this candle today in preparation for the coming of Christ.
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Today we lit the love candle in our Advent wreath. The greatest love we have ever known came down at Christmas, and through this love, we are invited into a new life. This new life begins each day when we confess our sins and all that might separate us from this great love, Jesus Christ. Let us confess our sin together. Loving and gracious God, you alone speak into being the word, Jesus, who is your light for our salvation. Yet we confess that we have closed our eyes to Jesus' light, our ears to his voice, and our minds to his teaching. Forgive us and restore us that we might again find your word to be our root, our morning star, our path back to your love. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son to become one of us, to take away our sins so that nothing could ever separate us from the love that we find in God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. together what we believe as written in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We now have an opportunity to reach out in love to one another and with warm Christmas greetings.
and it is shining on your faces. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, welcome to worship here at Church of the Palms in the sanctuary and on TV and everywhere. So good to be here on the fourth Sunday of Advent to be worshiping. There are friendship um, pads on the ends of pews. Please sign in if you are willing so you can greet one another by name um, at the end. Today we have lots of good announcements as you might have guessed. We invite you to join us tonight at one of our Christmas Eve services, either at 5 or 7 or 9 or 11 p.m. right here. Those of you with young children, we encourage you to come at 5 o'clock service because it is a family-oriented service and you wouldn't regret. And for anyone unable to attend later tonight, we will also be streaming 5 and 7 o'clock worship services on our website. Also, with our parking lot under construction this Christmas Eve, we are bringing in some help to ensure the safety and comfort of those attending 5 and 7 o'clock services. There will be additional handicapped parking space available next to the sanctuary as well. We will also have several parking attendants on hand to ensure that everyone in your cars are able to arrive and depart without incident. Please follow the direction of the parking attendants. Thank you. Now, year-end contribution. As a reminder, 2017 year-end contributions will be accepted by the church through the end of December 31st which is next Sunday, and you can uh, bring that with you to worship. And our administration building is being treated for termites beginning at noon on Thursday. Surprise, surprise. So, however, we're not totally closed. Someone will be in the campus center over there. If you are one of those, like um, a lot of people I know and love dearly, have to come in and bring your year-end contribution by hand, please go to the Campus Center. It will be open until 5 p.m. on Thursday and noon on Friday. Someone will be there to receive you. Now, going into, looking into January or next year, Dr. McConnell will be teaching God and Hollywood class. If you want to know more about it, it is on page seven of your bulletin, so don't recycle your bulletin, take it home. Now, also, we will have a starting over sermon series in January, and the detail of that is on page nine of your bulletin. You really shouldn't take, uh, you really should take your bulletin home today. Poinsettias, we see all these beautiful flowers, do not take them home <laughs> until the 7th of January. They're going to wait for the wise men to arrive. So January 7th is our, um, our Epiphany Sunday, and um, you may take them home on January 7th. Are there any other joys or concern I forgot?
Let us pray. Gracious God, on this holy day, we pause amidst all that we've done and all that we aim to do and remember again what brings us here. We yearn, O Father, for the simple beauty of Christmas, for all the old familiar melodies and words that remind us of that great miracle when he who had made all things was one night to come as a babe to lie in the crook of a woman's arm. Before such mystery, we kneel as we follow the shepherds and wise men to bring you the gift of our love, a love we confess has not always been as warm or sincere or real as it should have been. But now on this Christmas Eve day, that love would find its beloved and from you receive the grace to make it pure again, warm and real. We praise you for the bounty of our faith and are grateful for this moment when we can see clearly that the light still shines in the darkness. We pray though for those for whom the darkness may seem overwhelming, for those who are ill, for those who are lonely, and for those who grieve a loss in their lives. We pray for those who know not the love of the Lord Jesus or who question whether such love is for them. And we pray especially for those whose celebration takes place amidst the scarcity of essentials, amidst the violence of war, amidst the hurt of disappointment. We pray for soldiers wanting to be home. We pray for emergency personnel who will canvas our streets and respond to our calls of crisis. We pray for the people we have yet to forgive, knowing that the child to come brings with him the mercies of heaven. And we pray for ourselves that somehow this Christmas might be for us as new as it was to those shepherds, that we might behold him and that we might return glorifying and praising God for all we have heard and seen. Be born in us this day, O God, and this night and in the days to come, that we may bring the child from his manger and into the lives of those who yearn to know what is real. Bless, O Lord, for the sake of Emmanuel, our worship this day, and the one who taught us all to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us now continue our worship through the presentation of our tithes and gifts and offerings.
pray gracious and loving God we give because you first gave to us you gave to us our lives you gave to us new life in the Christ child and so we offer these gifts to you praising you for all the good gifts that have come our way and ask that these gifts might be used to be a reflection of your light in the world for the sake of your son in whose name we pray amen you may be seated and I'd like to invite Carol to come forward with the uh, children, wherever they may be. There's one. <laughs> you guys want to come up with me? And we'd like to invite the Johnson family to come forward for baptism. Come on. We're going to watch a baby. Right up here. Come on, Madison. Come on up. Front row seat, kids. Excellent. It is so good to have the Johnson family back here. We were here not too long ago when young William was baptized, and we are delighted today to have before us Finley Clare to be baptized and thankful for their family to be here and to rejoice in the new life in Christ as we celebrate that in baptism. In baptism, we get to claim that we are the great family of God and that God has called us together, one and all, to be a part of his family. And in baptism, we uh, take note of that, not only that we're all children of God, but that as we bring little ones into our community, that we are uh, responsible for raising them up to be uh, followers of Jesus and to show them an example of the new life in Christ. So we're delighted that we have the chance to do so with you all today. And to that end, I'd like to ask you these questions as you bring Finley to be baptized. Do you reaffirm your own faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord? Do you claim God's covenant promises on your child's behalf, and do you look in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ for her salvation as you do your own? We do. And do you now unreservedly promise and humble reliance upon God's grace to set before Finley an example of the new life in Christ? We do. And do you, the members of this congregation, in the name of the whole Church of Christ, undertake with these parents the Christian nurture of their child so that in due time she may confess faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord? Do you? And will you endeavor by your example and fellowship to strengthen her ties with the household of God, will you? Yes. Let us pray. We thank you, O God, that you claim us as your children, and that in baptism we can trust that your Holy Spirit is present, wrapping us into your great family. We thank you, O Lord, for the love that we know in the Christ child, the love that we know in our own children, and the love that we get to shower upon all, the, all those who come our way. So bless us and be present with us in this very sacred moment, for we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Well, hello there. Yes. Yes, hello. Hello. Yes. 
Finley, Claire Johnson, child of the covenant, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's sing together, Jesus loves me, this I know. We know this one, right? Family Ministries, it's my pleasure to officially welcome Little Finley into God's faith. And um, we'd like to present you with this Bible storybooks to help you on your journey and um, your certificate and also a little keepsake made especially by a um, church family member here that has been praying for your sweet growing family. God has you in his good hands. Congratulations. Christmas. <laughs> Thank you, O oh God, for this special little child, and we are grateful, O oh Lord, that especially on this Christmas Eve, when we remember another special child, that you will shower her with your grace, that you will surround her with your love, and that you will make her always to know that Jesus Christ is her Savior. In Christ's name, amen. All right, well, that is another one we get to welcome into the family. We're, we have a special... We have a special treat upstairs, so come on, let's head up to Kids Worship. She can come with us.
Please be seated. I have forgotten to mention to thank all of you for bringing all these points at us. Too busy trying to tell you not to take them home. I forgot to say thank you. And many thanks to our uh, worship leaders in music and Today, you may actually, some of you may have already been confused by Pastor Steve and me. He keeps saying Christmas Eve, I keep saying the fourth Sunday of Advent, but the truth is today is both. So I'm going to stick to the fourth Sunday of Advent. <laughs> Our scripture lesson today is a really fun one. It contains some of the most beautiful, the most repeated, the most significant words ever written. It is from the Gospel according to John chapter 1 verses 1 through 18. John 1, 1 through 18. Let us hear God's word to us. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in him, in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, it is God the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God and our Redeemer. Amen. Today we're looking at the big picture of God's action. The Gospel according to John chapter 1 stretches our vision from before the beginning of time to the new creation at the end of time. It reaches from matters beyond space and form to the most specific form of a baby born to a young woman in Bethlehem. It shows us the action of God and God as the Word incarnate in Jesus. Redeeming us and claiming us as his own children, John chapter 1 tells the great story of what God 
was doing from creation through every moment of human history. It takes us from heaven down into the world, into the individual story of every person, including you and me. To capture that sense of the big picture in the dimensions of space and time, of divine and human, of eternal and historical, we're going to have three uh, voices reading. So I hope you will um, enjoy the read, listening to the reading. Pastor Steve will be Genesis. Surprise? And Laurie is going to be Revelation chapter 21, and Pastor Steve will read Genesis 1, and I will read John chapter 1 again. In the beginning. In the beginning. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven was no more, and the sea had passed away. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, And God said, And the life. See, the home of God is with mortals. Let there be light. Was the light of men. God himself will be with them. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. The light shines in the darkness. He will wipe every tear from their eye. God called the light day. And the darkness has not overcome it. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the darkness he called night. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world, and to all who believed him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become. See, I am making all things new. And God said, Children of God, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Let there be light. And the light was the light of the world. With the echoes of Genesis chapter 1 and Revelation chapter 21 in our mind, we're going to focus on the great gospel message of John, the gospel according to John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. We Christians through the ages have loved this poetic passage, and we call it the prologue. The prologue prepares us for the good news that transforms and undergirds our lives. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This passage focuses on the big picture of God coming to us in Jesus as the Word. Part of the power of the poem is that it uses repeated words to form a pattern we can both hear and see. 
The pattern of the poetry shows God's love moving down in Jesus to be God's word of love to us. Besides being an introduction, this morning's passage is like the Hallelujah Chorus in Handel's Messiah. Where I come from, Hallelujah Chorus is not saved for performances at Christmas and Easter. It is sung at every important religious event. It is sung at church anniversaries, funerals, weddings, ordinations, and hosting of important visitors. And just as the Hallelujah Chorus is the most beautiful expression of praise in the Messiah, the words of the prologue as the poetic high, the word of the prologues are the poetic high point of the gospel according to John. The prologue of the gospel tells the big picture of God's love for us. Most importantly, it prepares us for the story of God sending Jesus as the word incarnate to give us salvation and make us children of God. The prologue celebrates Jesus as the word, connecting God to us and us to God. The Gospel writer John's prologue is a perfect scripture for this morning's worship on the fourth Sunday of Advent. We are set to go for God's last step into human history, but we're not quite there yet this morning. It is a great way to finish our Advent pre preparation so that we can celebrate Jesus' birth on Christmas Eve this evening. You're invited to come back for the celebration of Jesus' birth, either at 5 or 7 or 9 or 11 o'clock tonight. Come to one or two or all of them. Pastor Steve will be here. I'll be here. Laurie will be here for the most of it. And people come back to celebrate the birth of Jesus this evening, and I hope you will be a part of them. A few weeks ago, Will and I went to see the movie Wonder. It is a movie about a boy named Augie, born with several facial malformation. In the story, the growing child and the parents and sister fight for him to be accepted. It is not an easy story, but it is a triumphant story. Part of what makes it a great story is that we come to see the particulars in Augie's life connect with the big picture story of good in life universal. Augie's family and friends and eventually his whole school move beyond more acceptance to celebrate the wonder he is. Augie becomes a presence that points to something far greater than himself, an ordinary boy pointing to extraordinary. Today, we want to think of what is here with us in this big sanctuary. I want us to notice the things that have become ordinary to us, but are actually extraordinary. They remind us of God and God's big picture story of God's creative, sustaining, and redeeming love for all of us. By the way, did I remember to tell you that this morning's sermon is more or less a glorified children's sermon, so please be ready to participate in your part. 
So this candle that you see on the screen, um, actually, we actually have more of them. I only took one picture. And these are symbols, they symbolize, symbolize God's light for us. So they, these candles on the communion table are a visual word of God for us. So what do you see on the screen? Oh, good. You could be louder next time. Yes, it is the Bible. So what does this book tell us about? Love. The words. Yes, it is actually the, sto the storybook of God and God's people all through the history. And then it tells us about the word of God, and it is the scriptural word of God for us. Well, what about these? You see them every time you come in here. What are these things? Bread and wine. So these are bread and wine, and why do we have them on the communion table? The body and blood of Christ. And so we remember Jesus. Thank you. Um, that as Jesus said, every time you do this, do this and remember me. So we remember Jesus, and we remember the forgiveness and salvation we receive by remembering and believing in Jesus through these communion elements. And these are the sacramental word of God. So why is this communion table anyways in the sanctuary, in the chancel, all the time? The table itself. It is a hospitable table, God's hospitality to us. We are invited to this table by God as loved and respected guests. So it is the hospitable table or word of God. So what about this thing we just saw Pastor Steve use on Finley? What is this? Good job, baptismal font. It reminds us that God claims us as his own forever in baptism. So we just witnessed Finley Claire being claimed by God as a member of God's family forever. So we are reminded of our own baptism as well every time we witness a baptism. And this baptismal font is a sacramental word of God. So the cross reminds us of the cost of salvation. The cross is a symbolic word of God. Well, how about this thing? No, that's too fast. Yeah, how about this? Where I'm at? The pulpit. Although it's, it's a little bit simpler version than what you used to have, like this, I'm told. And it is the pulpit. And so the pulpit provides the setting for the sermon, and the word of God is being preached from this pulpit um, every Sunday. So the sermon preached from the pulpit is the spoken word of God. How about these people? Who are they? Do you know them? The family of God. 
It's you, it's the people, it's you, it's us. And this is a picture of worshipers. Mother Teresa said she sees Jesus in every human face. And I believe that truly. And when I see your faces, I do see the face of Christ, the face of Jesus. I agree with her, and I hope you do too. In the movie Wonder, Augie hides his face inside a space helmet. His father finally steals and discards the helmet. When Augie asks him why, the father said, you were wearing that helmet all the time, and the real, 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 real truth is, I miss seeing your face, Augie. I know you don't always love it, but you have to understand I love it. I love my son's face. I love this face of yours, Augie, completely and passionately. And it kind of broke my heart that you were always covering up. During Advent, we add other special things pointing to Jesus' birth. We add the color purple. Does anybody know why purple? It's a royal color or a color of royalty, and Jesus is our royalty, and we are hoping and preparing for his birth. What does a green wreath remind us? Anybody knows? Loudly, please. What? It's a unity. That's a good one. Well, the green reminds us of God's never-ending love. God's love doesn't have beginning or ending. It's always there for us. It never ends. How about this one? It ought to be a little easier. What do we call this whole thing? Advent read, they get A+. And um, so why do we have these different candles? Anybody knows? The first week was hope. The second week was peace. It reminds us of Jesus as our hope and our Prince of Peace. And last week, you ought to remember that. It was joy. And then how about today? Love. We lit a candle of love. God's love, again, is always for us, and Jesus brings God's love. Again, come back tonight to hear all about that. So why is the manger scene important to us that Yoko and a bunch of people put this up every year? It reminds us of the humble birth of Jesus. He wasn't born at Sarasota Memorial Hospital, but in a manger. All these symbols, including our faces, are not Advent season specials. They are not just here until the last shopping day before Christmas, which, not to panic you, is today. <laughs> All these things seem ordinary because they are here every Sunday and every Advent, and we are here, not, if not every Sunday, most Sundays. And thank you for participating in the sermon. But really, these things, including our faces, are extraordinary. Interwoven with the beauty of the music and liturgy, these symbols point us back every Sunday to the big picture of God's love given to us in Jesus.
They point us to the word we hear in the prologue of the gospel according to John. Now our Advent preparation is done. We are ready for Christmas Eve celebration. Give thanks to God for, as John said, from God's fullness, we all received grace upon grace. Now, having experienced the whole big picture, as I mentioned earlier, you are invited to come back to worship and celebrate Christmas Eve and the birth of Jesus at either 5 o'clock or 7 or 9 or 11 o'clock right here. Thanks be to God for letting us to be a part of his big picture. Amen. Peace, remembering how important you are in God's big picture. And in the name of the Lord, our God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.